Is it just me or does everyone think difficult conversations should not be avoided? On the front page of the Korea Mail today, Queensland's female politicians from both sides of politics have told their stories of harassment and assault. Some are more serious than others, but it's a line in the sand. The day we bring out in the open what has been a daily reality for women and girls. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened to me as a kid. When Mark and I talked about this, is it just me? I had to stop myself from saying, oh, mine wasn't serious or apologising because, well, it's not about me. I'm telling my story in the hope that you will ask someone that you work with or your partner or a friend what happened to them. When I was eight, I was walking home alone from netball and a man who lived in our street stopped his car asking me if I wanted a lift. It was raining, 1970s parenting. So I happily jumped in his car and his baby granddaughter was in the back of the car. When we got to their house, just two doors down from mine, he asked me if I wanted to come inside to play with the baby. I remember the feeling, the sick feeling in my stomach that it didn't feel right and I didn't want to go inside, but I didn't know how to say no. Once inside, he pinned me down on the couch. He was kissing me, tongue kissing me, and he wouldn't let go. When I struggled and got away, I didn't even run out of the house. I got down on the floor to play with the baby and he would drag me back onto the couch. Now, I don't know how many times this happened, but... It was suddenly over when his wife drove into the driveway and he just threw me on the floor. I walked to the door. I met his wife at the door. I just said goodbye and I never told anyone what had happened inside that house. Then when I was 13, I was babysitting um, a heap of kids at a house, a house of beautiful family friends. And there was, uh, they all went out, small town, you know, one kid babysitting a lot of um, families. And at midnight, they, they all after midnight, whenever I was asleep on the couch and I got up, they knocked on the door and I got up and I opened the door. And as they came inside, all of the adults were kissing me and they were kissing me on the cheek and going, happy new year, happy new year. And it was the line of all the families, all the parents coming home um, because, you know, probably the restaurant had kicked them out. The very last person in line was a man who would have at that stage been in his 40s and he held my head and he licked all the side of my face and oh. inside my ear and just held me there. All the other parents had gone inside and, you know, they were, would have had no idea what he was doing to me at the front door. And again, he walked inside. I didn't say anything. I just walked upstairs and went, went to bed. So that's why I told those stories. They're not huge. I know that. But it's what makes a woman know that she isn't safe after dark on her own or when she finds herself alone with a man because something like that probably happened to every single female that you know. And that's why these conversations are important. Yeah. Caroline, that is just horrible. I'm, I'm sorry to even hear you went through that. And, I'm, you know, to hear it from so many women, so many victims, and it's not just women. We got an email about that. We understand that, that there are many victims yeah, absolutely. Of, of trauma at many different levels. And so I really appreciate you sharing that because I know it's difficult and it's difficult for... Can you imagine if it was more severe, how, well, how well, difficult right. it would be to talk about? You know, the yes, trauma that comes with exactly that. that's exactly right. You know what I mean? Like it only gets worse and, and from what you just that's described. That's right. Anyone can hear that what happened to my... That, they weren't huge, but yeah. they were just things that shouldn't happen to a kid yeah. ever. And I just... And, and I didn't know that I had the right to storm inside that lounge room and say, yuck, stop doing that. Yeah. Don't do that. And, yeah. and I know that those men inside that room, if I had have said what had happened to me, the, the New Year's Eve day, um, they, would have, they would have been disgusted. They were beautiful men who loved me and would have protected me. Yeah. But I didn't know I had the right to complain. No, no. So l l let's just hope that these conversations 
are stopping future incidents like that yeah. from happening. That's yeah. the goal here. That's the goal. The goal is to stop this from happening yeah. because it's sad and difficult to talk about, but we'd much rather not talk about it. Yeah. We'd much rather it just wasn't happening at all. But yeah. it is. Yeah. It seems like it's an epidemic and it's got to stop now. On the front page of today's Courier Mail, uh, some of Queensland's most powerful women have shared their very personal stories of being sexually harassed and assaulted as children. And we thought that we would have this conversation as well. I think that it's where, you know, earlier this week we had the Enough is Enough march and the woman who organised that used the line. She said, this is the line in the sand. We want to draw it today and say we won't be silent anymore. And uh, and that's why the women of the Queensland Parliament from both sides of politics have told their stories, some of them more significant than others. But you can um, read those in the Korea Mail. But then Mark and I wanted to advance that conversation somewhat and say, all right, well, what, what do we do? Yeah. How do we deal with this going forward? Uh, look, I, I know myself, I can tell you now that at no point throughout my, you know, half century of life has anyone had a conversation with me about consent. Have you had one with your boys? Uh, I, I have loosely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's sort of that kind of, listen, you don't you don't knock people around, you don't touch people, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, if someone wants uh, you to be in their space, they'll ask you. They'll yeah. indicate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the so, problem is, yeah. though, uh, that that's, that's one scenario that yeah, I'm talking sure. about where someone might go too far and it's, you know, probably just not been communicated well between the mm. couple, whereas this out-and-out sexual harassment that's going on in workplaces, that's going on in the Defence Force, that's gone on in the church, that's gone on in Parliament that in we're hearing judiciary, about. In the judiciary, inside the medical world. Medical world. Like, there really doesn't seem to be an you industry know, untouched by that, it. This is right. Uh, yep. It's absolutely everywhere. Uh, these, are, these are the important conversations to have because I know it's not the case all the time, but usually it's a male in power abusing that power, okay? And what we need to realise is that silence is the predator's best friend. Yeah. So that's why we need to have these conversations as uncomfortable as they are. So we asked the question this morning, where does it start? Does it start with uh, the consent conversation with kids as they enter high school? Yeah, yeah. Now, we heard earlier that uh, they're actually... Jenny? Yeah, yeah. Jenny Jenny called and, uh, and told us this. I think a lot of it, I do actually work in a secondary school situation. Yeah. And from what I see, a lot of it is just is lack of respect and lack of self-respect. You know, like a lot of a lot of kids that I sort of work with, they just, they don't have that self-respect. So they don't know that it's okay to say no or they don't, or they're afraid oh, to say yeah, no because... Yes. Because we haven't taught them, yeah. they don't want to be disliked. That's, that's right. right. We haven't taught them and to be have to feel empowered. That's exactly right, you know. And and that goes both ways, you know. That goes, yeah, both Boys both and girls. genders, you know. Yeah. Like it's okay to say no, and it's okay to have a different opinion than someone else. I think there's also you a problem to too that that if that. if someone's initiated some sort of physical contact and then they change their mind. That, that yeah. can be a problem too. They might feel, oh, I can't change my mind now. This has all gone too far. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, definitely yeah. what we thought when we were younger. Well, I, th- mm. I think that's something that we need to have that conversation. As a, as a teacher, Jenny, do you think that, that a consent conversation with kids that have just started high school would work? Oh, I think that I think schools are all over that. But it's, you know, how, how you get kids to actually understand that that is valid in their 
situation. Mm. Like, you know, you can teach everything in the world, but if a child doesn't think that doesn't believe it personal to them and, and they're okay with that, yeah. you know, then it's not going to... Um, it's not going to stick, so to, to penetrate. Say. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and I think that's an important point too, because sometimes you, you hear these conversations and you think, "Oh, that doesn't apply to me." So I've uh, we've received emails this morning from two other educators, and they just don't want to be identified. One of them, in particular, said, "Schools are doing all they can. In fact, most of the time, when kids disclose, they disclose to school. So schools are a safe place for kids." Um, what uh, this particular person said is, she would like to see uh, something a bit broader around service is available to victims and survivors of abuse and trauma inside schools because they are schools are already trying to teach empowerment but there just needs to be a wider push than just leaving it up to schools um, which is fair enough and then another um, educator wrote and she her situation is very sad she definitely doesn't want the school identified she said they have a really massive problem and she said we have a massive problem with all sorts of consent including um, violence and those sorts of things and she said it's just got to start at home and however that works does that work with um, child services or whatever she mm. said because our problem is because kids have seen so much at home they're coming to school and she said not only do they think it's okay to do it to someone, they actually also think it's okay if someone does it to you because it's what they're seeing at home. And she said, yeah. that's, it's, that's, we're doing our best at schools. It's got to start at home. The Enough is Enough campaign is away. What do we do next? 545-11927. Maybe you just want to share your story. Uh, and, you know, even my mum, like if you have this conversation with her, she'll kind of be a little bit dismissive of complaints. But then if you ask her, you know, surely this must have happened to you. She'll tell you a story, you know, back when I worked in the bank. So I'm going back 50 yeah, years. Yeah. Back when I worked in the bank, there was always someone grabbing me like yeah. this. And it's like, well, there you go. You yeah. know, it's more common than you think. That yeah. is inappropriate. It's an abuse of power. And nowadays that person, you know, they'd be in a lot of trouble. They should be. It's so much more common than I ever thought it was. I mean, I go back to Bill Cosby where I was in complete denial because I was mad for Bill Cosby. But as more and more people came out, more and more victims had their say, you're like, wow, okay. But then more and more and more stories, just normal people going through this horrific set of circumstances and surviving, trying to live their lives with this trauma that they've got to carry. Five four five double one nine two seven. We're asking this morning, what is next? What we, do we do next? We have had a, um, a really strong email, lots of really strong emails today, heaps of them. Um, but this one is from a woman called Alison, and she said, "Why is it that every woman knows someone who's been assaulted or raped, but no man knows a perpetrator?" Now she is seventy-one years old. She said, "I am so glad this issue is staying front and center." I have been assaulted, I've been raped and I didn't dare say anything because alcohol was involved and I would have been shamed. And she said, can Mark honestly say he has never known a man who disrespected a woman? Oh, I know men that have. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we had one that worked here and I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's gone on. Uh, don't worry about that. And it's very sad and, uh, and quite shameful. Silence is their best friend. Silence is the predator's best friend and that's something I've come to realise over the last few years at least. Uh, now, Wendy has joined us on 545-11927. Wendy, what do you say the next step should be? I think just what Caroline said, to tell us we can say. I mean, as young kids, we, we transferred from a small country town to a city um, and my father sent us to a, a local high school, which turned out to be incredibly rough. And there was a young girl there whose parents worked at a, um, 
a factory and she she was a little bit older than the other children. So as Caroline was sort of saying, she was the babysitter while mum and dad were doing afternoon shift and she'd get their dinner and get them into bed. Um, but there was a, a gentleman that would come over. He was a family friend. I don't think he was related. And um, and she told us that he was taking her to the back toilet, the outhouse, and, and having sex with her. Oh, God. She was 13 oh. and he was in his 50s. Oh. Now... We were, the girls and I, we used to take the back lanes to get home. And I guess in those days we were having a sneaky smoke on the way home. And we came across him and her oh. and in the car. And as we went by the side window in this narrow lane, up she popped. And clearly he was on top of her. Oh, my God. We, yeah. And we, had, we never said anything. Never said a word. And you, and, and, never said anything. And even as kids, you would have known she's 13, he's in his 50s. This isn't right, yeah. but you don't know to say. No. You no, don't think you've got a right to no, say something bad no, against an adult. We didn't think we'd believe, be believed. Yeah. We thought that we'd be held down and, you know, and we'd be punished. Uh, I mean, that is just bloody horrible. But it's not a solo case. No. It's more no. common than you think. Yeah. And that's what's got to stop. We had a great email from a woman called Alison and she said it's going to take, to effect change, it's going to ask, it's going to take decent men all men who have previously turned a blind eye or felt obliged to play along when there were inappropriate jokes or things said about women, um, it would be a huge force if they came forward as vocal uh, perpetrator, vocal against perpetrators and said, this has to stop. You ratbags are dragging good guys down with you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, thanks, Alison. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what bugged me about Weinstein. It's like, well, all these Hollywood tough guys, why didn't anyone punch Weinstein in the mouth when he was going on like the way he was? Mm. Mm. You know, and that that's part of the problem is that uh, people aren't standing up to these people. And it is so much more powerful when men say it than when women do. I, I, I don't know why. It's part of the we don't believe women or women are whinges thing. But when men stand up, it make, it seems to have well, more impact. Well, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you I've been smacked in the mouth a few times in my life, Caroline, and I'm happy to say that courage is contagious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you've got to stand up for yourself and you're in fear of whoever that person might be, you're better off standing up for yourself. You'll mm. be wishing you did later. So whatever's gone on in your life, now's the time to stand up for yourself and say no more. Uh, we're going to go to Linda now for the last word this morning. I just want to thank everyone's callers, everyone who's called us this morning and shared their stories. It's been a deeply personal show and I, I absolutely appreciate it. We couldn't have this conversation five years ago mm, like this. That's true. Uh, and, and it's important that these things are coming out. But Linda, before we run, what did you want to add? Yeah, I was listening to Caroline, and I think, um, I mean, the, the um, Daniel Morecambe Foundation do a fantastic job, but I think more needs to be put into teaching kids that um, it's mainly friends and family. It's only like two mm-hmm. percent yeah. of people of kids that are assaulted yes. that are actually by strangers. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think I... we we have to do, have that conversation with our kids. If you don't want to kiss Uncle So and So, you don't have to. You know, that's right. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes a kid just doesn't want to get in the car with someone, or, or yeah. you know, doesn't want to be uh, uh, somewhere in some room by themselves with someone else. You really got to listen yeah. to that child, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, my my daughter was sexually assaulted by my brother uh, multiple times, oh, um, and because she's autistic, um, she wasn't a good witness, so he got away with it. Oh, um, but her. Uh, talking to me, it took her two years to to come out and tell me. Yeah. But then it triggered a memory I had of myself being younger. Um, right. And and so, right. 
yeah, it's, it's just a horrible thing. And like you said, most girls have been through it. But yeah. just don't think that people will believe them, especially with, with a friend or family member. What a shocking story. It is. But, you know, I've, I'm getting lots of messages through and, you know, um, a beautiful lady called Kate just wrote to me and said, thanks for what you said. She said, you have paved the way for me to now share my story. And that's that's what this is about, isn't it? To, yeah. to ask someone today or tell someone today. 